The anomalies are conclusive proof that Nike is a shit company and exists, and a podcast as real and solid as those we already know about. Welcome to Four Seasons and a Funeral, the podcast about shows that had four good seasons and one bad one. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 1 of the next evolution of science fiction, Primeval, titled Crocodile Fears. I'm Charlie, and I'm joined by Nick and David. Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm David. Do you guys like to know why Nike is a shit company? Why is Nike a shit company? Uh, so, child labor? Well, n- no, not yet. Um, I, can, I can excuse child <laughs> no, labor. No, I can excuse child labor up to a I point. I mean, the Republicans want to make it legal again, so you, <laughs> they a are lot of people can excuse child labor. A wasn't lot it, of people can apparently excuse child labor. Wasn't it like Iowa or something was like, yeah, 14-year-olds can work overnight shifts now, any day of the week, consecutively. Well, just- it's just also a lot of Democrats seeing that and going, okay, we're going to propose bills to like fully make child labor illegal and a bunch of Republicans refusing to vote on it and Democrats going, why? <laughs> well, it's like in, in the South, someone introduced, hey, no child weddings. And they're like, you don't understand our traditions. <laughs> no. So uh, a family member wanted some Nike stuff. So David, you were here when we left to go to that Nike store because, hey, yes. David, visited me for a couple days and it was very nice uh, so we went to that nike store and we looked for the items and we asked an employee and they're like yeah we don't have that but the website has completely different stock than the in stores fault number one and so we're like okay fine we'll just get him uh, a, a gift card that will cover the ridiculous price of a black shirt with a decal on it and some black pants that apparently Giannis Atentacumbo helped design but they're just black uh, basketball pants with the Nike logo on them, so overpriced. And we buy the gift card, we give it to him, and on uh, Boxing Day, when we saw him, he tried to go both online on the mobile site and the mobile app and couldn't find a place to put in the gift card. After doing some searching, in Canada, you can't use gift cards online for Nike. What? So, for a quick recap... I walked into a Nike retail outlet, purchased a Nike gift card that I cannot use on the Nike website or app. You have to go in store. So we are traveling back to that Nike tomorrow, and I may fight a manager to get a refund if they're not easy about it. That's fun. And nowhere along the way was I told this was a thing. Yay! So I'm no longer purchasing anything from Nike. Not that I really did in the first. But I will go out of my way more to not buy anything from Nike. Oh, that sounds like a great time. So um, how are your Christmases? Grimace. They, your Chryslers. <laughs> I was fun. Yeah. David, go yeah. ahead. Uh, so I visited Charlie um for like three days we watched a bunch of love is blind we made a ham time we made a ham you guys did in fact make that ham we Um, yeah we went shopping for stuff for fajitas steak fajitas and then saw hey that ham is 12 dollars. let's buy it (laughs) and it was delicious and i still have ham in my fridge (laughs) that makes sense um then after that went back home uh went to my sister's for christmas day um celebrated there ate lots of good food they always do like a turkey and a prime rib for holiday meals um with a bunch of different sides so that's always fun um and then 
got a few Christmas presents for myself, but the best one was my sister got me a slow cooker. Um, nice. So uh, I think two nights ago, I, before I went to bed at like two in the morning, I put uh, pork tenderloin in it and a bunch of like spices and barbecue sauce to make pulled pork. Um, which worked great, except for the fact that I woke up like four hours into it and the entire apartment smelled like cold pork <laughs> and I got really hungry, but I knew that there, I still needed four more hours of cooking yeah. for it to be done. So I just had to like go back to sleep. Welcome uh, to the curse of a slow cooker. Making chili is always a challenge. Oh, uh, but it was still great to wake up, roll out of bed and then make myself a, uh, like an egg McMuffin, but with pulled pork. <laughs> nice. I got English uh, muffins, and it was delicious. Turned out so well, but I do have so much pulled pork now that I do not am going to be able to eat before we go away for New Year's. Congratulations, David. Is it coming with us? It, it That or just hang out in the freezer. <laughs> It'll be okay. <laughs> Something will happen with it. Uh, uh, nice. Uh, I had a I, I had a I had a fun fun Christmas couple of days. Uh, a lot of the classic stuff, which is um, as to to frequent listeners of of this podcast may know, my family's a little bit cult like. Um, so I did like so many different things. I I drove everywhere. Um, it was at my um uh, mom which is my grandmother on my mom's side at her place for Christmas Eve. Then went to my partner's place, did Christmas morning and the early afternoon with them. Then went to my parents' place, um, did Christmas dinner, uh, stayed overnight. And then on Boxing Day, went back up to my partner's place and did dinner with their family on Boxing Day. Came back home for the night before on before yesterday, um, going uh, to uh, my aunt and uncle's place. Uh, for an additional dinner where everyone was there. Um, and I'm finally back home. <laughs> finally. Uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of movements. Um, but it's been good. It's been great to see everyone. Uh, it's been a lot of travel and a lot of things, but it's been nice to see everyone. Uh, the big gift that I got this year, and was a sign once again of like, dear God, I'm, I'm getting old. Uh, I got a cordless vacuum cleaner, and I'm so excited about it. Um, oh, yeah, mine. I got a four slice toaster, and I'm genuinely happy about it. Ooh, four slice Dude. toaster. Because our old toaster was shit, and I was tired of having to cook bagels separately for my fiance's a nice breakfast. Dude, this vacuum cleaner—it's so quiet. It's beautiful. <laughs> we're so, are we? We're are old. we old? <laughs> yes. <laughs> my best Christmas present was a slow cooker. Nick's really excited about his vacuum, and Charlie's super excited about his toaster. <laughs> Yeah, I like I do I like I was asking for this. I was like, this is this is like an expensive like it, it's also like it's an expensive vacuum cleaner that I got. It's not a Dyson, but it was rated higher than all of the Dysons until the most recent Dyson came out. Um, but it's like half the price of the most recent like big Dyson one. Mm -hmm. Um so it's a very good vacuum cleaner and it's very quiet. Um but Ooh. it is a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> is it cordless? It is cordless. Oh, that's so. Ah, oh, I'm jealous. It's <laughs> David. I'll I'll bring it up to the cottage. It's great. Don't <laughs> <laughs> play with it. We'll all just bring up our our appliances. David will bring I up the slow bring cooker. The slow I'll bring cooker. up a toaster. Do we want to slow cook something? 
I, I have another pork tenderloin in my oh, freezer. God. Oh no. Oh, we do have to. I do have to figure that stuff out. What we're what we're gonna do for food? I yeah, can drink my slow cooker. We, we could. Pork. I have an instant pot. We could very quickly oh, no. pressure cook something. Could make a bomb. Uh, let's not do that one. Find a government office. No, no, no. <laughs> Anyway, Ugh. speaking of government offices, kidnap a British ambassador. Speaking of uh, FLQing someone, we can talk about no, no, no. The, the British Museum. <laughs> As much like the TV guide says, in this third season opener, a monstrous crocodile from ancient Egypt is unleashed when an anomaly opens in London's British Museum. Cutter and the team race to catch the deadly creature with help from Sarah Page, played by Lila Roas. Ruas, the museum's archaeologist. I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. Ruas? Have an easier to pronounce last name. But yeah, um, so the plot in this one gets a little bit convoluted in that this one specific ancient crocodile traveled through an anomaly to ancient Egypt, was worshipped, and then also traveled to the present? No, no, no. All There are multiple crocodiles that have Yes. Traveled to Egypt and were worshipped there. And then this anomaly also opened here. Okay. There's there's some insane lore implications associated with There's the some way, wild lore implications. In the, well, just like the fucking just interactions with the anomaly as a whole is ridiculous is fucking crazy. I the hope- fact that now it can be trapped by magnetite and then also you can shock it to seal it. Like, yeah. I we're I'm I'm very excited to hopefully see this stuff carry forward and not just like oh we thought it would work but haven't been able to replicate it or Connor's still working on it. My thought process is this is probably the same anomaly gate that the Egyptians were using to worship, right? Well, yeah, that's the uh, implication. Yeah. Is that's th- the implication, which is the insane. Cage. <laughs> well, well, just like because that's like what five thousand years ago. <laughs> Well, no, so what's what's insane about that is it's like, yeah, no, like this, the, the portals apparently continue to open up, but this portal is locked in this, like, magnetite cage at this point. Like, you could move this thing around and the portal will open up there, which is nuts. Uh. Yeah, there's some, there's some weird stuff here. Uh, nope. Yeah, anyhow, we open on the, the new character, Sarah Page, who I guess is sticking around for at least two episodes. We'll see if she becomes a series I, regular. She's in, the, I, she's in the title screen. Yeah, she's a regular. I'm pretty oh. sure she's Steven's replacement. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm sure pretty she's sh- new Steven. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, more curious to, do you think Army Dude's going to stick around? We see him. Like, he's know, here again. But is Army Dude going to die, like, immediately? <laughs> Wait, are we talking about new... New uh, army dude. New army dude, or are we talking about duplicated mercenary guy? No, duplicated mercenaries there. I meant new army dude, who we entered yeah. start of the episode like with Lester talking to. Yeah, he'll, he'll be around for a while. He doesn't have a dumb last name, so he, he won't betray them. He's too, <laughs> he's too handsome to betray them. So Sarah Page will betray them? Yes. Because she's, she's an archaeologist, and her last name is Page... Also, I just want to say I'm very disappointed in Primeval for going woke and injecting a female person of color into this show. Listen, we don't know if she's lame and gay yet. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh no. Flame and gay <laughs> sounds like you're trying like someone is very basic gay in a way that is like explainable to the average person. Yeah, like like I'm it, not it I'm not a you, scholar a gay. I'm a layman gay. <laughs> it takes you a second to realize exactly what David means when he says that. Uh, anyways, so let's actually get into the episode. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's leading some kids around the British Museum, looking, going and saying, look what the British stole from my ancestors. Look what the British stole from your ancestors. None of this is from this continent. Or this island, rather. Um, but her superior is looking at an ancient Egyptian uh, artifact called the Sun Cage, where it's apparently being moved. And all of a sudden... Um, well, Sarah wants to go decipher the hieroglyphics on it, but apparently that's already been done by like hundreds of different people. So real big question as to why she wants to look at them on the sun cage, because you would think they would be documented. Shouldn't there be extensive pictures and like yeah. extensive uh, reports and papers all about the sun cage that you could just look up? <laughs> yeah. Also, the fact that it's here, just take some photos and then you can try and decipher it. Like, you don't need the Why physical thing. Why are you asking thing. for permission as well? Just fucking do it. Like, yeah, just take some photos of it and then go home and do the, the hieroglyphic deciphering, which apparently is remarkably difficult. So props to you if you can actually do that in real life. Um, but yeah, her superior is like, no, don't. It's already been done. It is a known thing. Leave. Uh, and it's a good thing she does because an anomaly opens up in the middle of it and a big old crocodile with a fun name, uh, the Pristachampus uh, comes out and kills her superior. So it just goes uh, to show, be rude to your employees and you'll die by dinosaur. It just, just goes to show, leave work immediately when work hours are over. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise you will be killed. On oh, salary, no. overtime is just bonus money for your boss. Uh, but yeah. then we cut to the arc, and we can really tell Cutter has been taking Steven's death hard because he now has shoulder length hair. Yep. Yes. He took all of Abby's hair because I think Abby <laughs> I has say, her hair even shorter. I was going to say, we the, can clearly see that time has passed. <laughs> yes. They really pulled Things a Harry Potter 3 with Cutter's hair development. You mean 4? Four? 4 is the was one if they all have long hair. Oh, yes, it was. Interesting. Um, but yeah, they, we are introduced to a new, uh, soldier guy, Captain Becker. Um, he gets an introduction from Lester. Everyone's, oh, we're, we're all characters. Look, Rex is a dinosaur and he wakes up Connor by eating lettuce on his face because he's still living in Abby's apartment. Although it's like more They're of just an roommates. attic space now. They're just roommates. Like, I don't think he like, cause I think he just pays rent now. Yeah. <laughs> You'd hope I, so. I don't know if you he gotta does. Do they, oh, how no. much do they get paid? Do you think they do still they get paid? give Connor like next to nothing? Everyone else is on respectable government salaries. And they're like, <laughs> we could do five pounds a week. <laughs> this still technically just counts as uh, class credit for him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might get a PhD by the end of this, but his defense has to just be to Cutter. Because there's no one else alive who could properly interrogate this. Uh, well, it's also a con like confidential. Like he yeah. he's not allowed to share it with anyone else. The board Yo. will be Abby, despite not having a PhD. Cutter and Lester, despite not having a PhD. 
There just won't be. They'll, no, they'll, they'll, they'll bring in like a normal board um, that still won't know very much about it, but they'll bring in a normal board. They'll just shoot them after. Um, <laughs> and then Mercenary Guy and his five clones for some reason. Yes, obviously. How many timelines do you think Helen had to go to to recruit all of them? Or do you think she was like, hi, I'm from a different timeline and I would like you to join me and other yous? And every single one was like, yeah, sure. It does bring up, why are there so many of them, and how does that work? Because he's the only duplicate we've seen. Yes. Like, how, why, what? Is she going into different discrete pasts? How is, A, how is she finding the anomalies? Because apparently her anomaly detector is just radio waves, like Connor's is. And, like, how how does she know where they are, where they end up, or is it just random luck like that's where she found the junction of them in season one still not explained how she figured that out and like knew it would be a junction yeah there's there's a couple there's a couple questionable things that have happened (laughs) yeah also where the fuck does that junction lead and how does that work how many other why haven't we seen any other portal lead to that junction but also so many fucking portals there wouldn't that junction completely fuck with the fossil record at that spot also wouldn't that junction completely fuck with them like recording where the fucking portals come from because they do it in this episode where connor's like ah i did some tests we can tell it's from this era but like if they lead to a junction then you're fucked right because anything could just come out of anywhere because we've because we've seen junction like we have seen a junction before, uh, so yeah, there's there's going to be a couple issues associated with that. But for now, the only issue they have is that their cutter is sad about Stephen killing himself uh, in a vague sense of sacrifice that was kind of pointless. Shove Helen in there, make her do it. <laughs> like, get a stick or something and hit the button and just let the door break the switch. Like I don't I don't know. I feel like there was there was other ways to do it. Um but yeah, they he bleh, an anomaly goes off so he's shocked out of his um depression cuz he has work to do and that's just how this works. Um and they go to the British Museum cuz there's an anomaly there. They meet up with Sarah and don't really know how much of their interaction is just like, "Hey, you need to leave. Bye." Um well, yeah, they find the dead curator at the well, back of the thinks museum. They're, she thinks they're thieves as well, is her first thought when she sees them, which I thought was weird. <laughs> Such a weird group. I mean, they do look like Abby would be the tech special or like the, the no-nonsense, uh, I guess, the, like rogue. She would be the, the lockpick. Connor's your tech guy. Cutter's your I just brains. don't understand why one of the military people or why someone didn't just show her a fucking badge and be like, no, we're with the government. Leave. Why, <laughs> like, why Jenny's not there to threaten her very existence. Yeah. Like, this is uh, this is the queen's business. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like You're being detained until we can make sure you're not going to tell anyone anything. Yeah, yeah they... Uh, <laughs> They find, I, I think she goes back to the, the sun cage room, uh, sees the dead curator, then the dinosaur comes through and tries to attack her, um, and they well, all hear she shouting. Runs, they run. She runs away from them first, um, when they're distracted, and then they sprint after her, and then she ends up in that room with the dead curator. Or no, they see the dead curator, and then she sprints away in terror, because she thinks they killed her, I think. 
And then she ends up encountering the giant fucking lizard. They give chase when she screams. The lizard tries to kill her. They manage to scare the lizard off and it runs off into the fucking outside world. And she's just like, ah, why was I being attacked by the Egyptian god? Um, and they have to be like, no, that wasn't the Egyptian god. That was just a big crocodile. Which, to be fair, I guess from her side, honestly, like, valid? Like, I mean, yeah, no, she's in the Egyptian wing of the museum. There's a bunch of ancient Egyptian artifacts facts. and a fucking magic portal opened up and something crawled magic out portal. of it. And a, and, a, and a crocodile that stands up on two legs and is fucking massive. And trying to eat her. So it's, it's like... like Maybe this tracks. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Egyptians were right. The, the Egyptians were right. That's that they got the. <laughs> oh man, it's insane. Oh. Uh, but fortunately, instead of dying, um, the the some delivery uh delivery guys open up the door, and the crocodile just goes, "Cool, I'm out of here," and leaves. Uh, to to go wreak terror elsewhere. Um, and that's exactly what it does. Yeah, uh, it attacks a guy who's just giving a parking ticket. I don't know how he doesn't like that thing isn't quiet or subtle, and he just walks into the car like do to do no crocodile, puts it on there, and then <laughs> crocodile bigger than the car shows up from behind the car, and is dense enough to just crush the top of it by walking over it. So you know, maybe he deserved it. Maybe he should have paid better attention. Maybe he deserved it. They didn't teach him that in giving out parking tickets school? What do you mean? You would think he would know to, I know, be aware of his surroundings and if there's a giant monster there that he should definitely have been able to see. Or is this thing like hiding in the shadows like, ooh, I'm going to get him. He's going to put the ticket thing down and I'm going to jump out and spook him. And I'm going to eat him. It's going to be so funny, guys. Big tasty, big tasty man not ba- bowing down to me. Must eat. Don't even get me started oh. on the bowing down thing. That was so dumb. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> so just, fucking how stupid. intelligent are they? Because okay, maybe I misunderstand something, but it was my understanding that creatures from prehistoric eras eras weren't as intelligent as creatures are now. Is that a misunderstanding on my part, or like a thing? I think that's a fair assumption to make because they've just had less time. Like I, I think you have intelligence is a weird thing to debate about, but also like lizard brain, they're very right. Base just instinct focused. Just I evolutionary don't- wise, there hasn't been as much development for like thinking. Yeah. Cause it is mostly lizard brain instincts. Yeah. Was my understanding. Also so, they're which- crocodiles, which is the lizards form of the lobster. Yeah. They're perfect. So, which is why the fact that this lizard understands the concept of respect and deference is insane to me. Yes. I can only assume that this lizard has went through um, the, the portal several times, has seen the bowing down, and then has been immediately offered delicious food. And has went, cool, I guess this is what they do before offering me food. Um, but then he would be hungry, but he just fucks yes. off. <laughs> like, and does just fuck off. Do you think Anyways. there was one Egyptian who was like, hey guys, hear me out. Let's kill and eat God. There's so much of him. I think we could take him 
and he would feed us for months. Uh, I, I think that they would be lynched. <laughs> would you kill and eat God if he showed up in front of you? Uh, if he showed up in front of me, was so, he already alive? Did I have to kill God to eat him? Yeah, yeah. You have, okay, to, so I have to... It would not be my first instinct, at the very yes. least. <laughs> I, I think not only would it, not only would it probably not be my first instinct. My first would not be to kill and eat God, no. <laughs> but divine flesh, surely that's got to do something for you, right? Oh, yeah, so. no. That's what I'm saying. If God showed up to me dead, like already, <laughs> entirely dead... And he was just there on a platter, and I had a fork and knife. Yeah, I'd take a bite. <laughs> I mean, we've right. already established David would eat people if given the opportunity. If it was fully legal and on the menu, <laughs> would you not at least be curious to try? No! <sighs> <sighs> what, a, what an incredible conversation that one night that was, David. <laughs> that was... <laughs> That's a multiple-time conversation. We've had this... Oh, I know, but like there was there was one night where it was it was very <sighs> deeply explored. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, David, should I ask Nick the uh, the sum of age question? <laughs> no, I During already know record? about this. It's not okay. <laughs> I already Charlie. I already know about this question, and I don't. I first of all. I don't want to answer because there is no good answer. <laughs> it's um, correct. There I is no good answer. I want it on recording. I want his answer on tape. <laughs> During a record? That's insane. Absolutely not. <sighs> Anyhow, um, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Lester has to deal with, uh, I guess, our new villainess, uh, Christine, who's the military liaison. She's in charge of something. That's going to work with the Ark now, but she's hunting an artifact and she sent a whole bunch of men in to go get an artifact. But oh no, there's future predators in there. And well, can we also weren't... discuss the weird flirting energy she's having with Lester? Oh yeah, where she's like, oh, it matches your eyes. <laughs> well, also just how Lester seems very uncomfortable with it <laughs> as well. I like to assume Lester is in a very private, homey gay relationship <laughs> like he goes home he unwind and he has like his campy husband there to take care of him i don't know i like to think lester is like happily single and asexual like aromantic entirely and just goes home and just sits and has little hobbies and that's how he spends his time but always in a full suit yeah he never is a, not in a full suit, suit putting together like a fucking uh ship in a bottle just by himself <laughs> I will, like, I will accept that. Big that smile on his face. Like, this is his happy place. <laughs> He's halfway no through that Sudoku book he bought himself two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> He's done the easies. He's getting onto the mediums. Oh. Yeah. Uh, one guy apparently makes it out of the future predators, which makes them bad future predators because they're supposed to kill everything. But they're better than other future predators because all the gunfire doesn't immediately disorient them. <laughs> So, Listen, yes. the guy was probably screaming so loud the future predator couldn't see him or some nonsense. <laughs> That's the secret you just gotta yell the whole time. I mean, th th listen, if playing music off a of beatbox blinds them, I feel like screaming should also blind them. I feel right? like gunfire should really blind them. Gun <laughs> gunfire should be a flashbang to them. <laughs> like, if their hearing is that sensitive, then surely something going supersonic speeds would really fuck them up, right? 
anyways um we've just been skipping all over this episode honestly the the big thing that happens here crocodile causes chaos in downtown fucking london (laughs) this episode goes fucking everywhere like is that the newspaper headline is crocodile causes chaos in fucking downtown london (laughs) 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 fucking crocodile causes fucking chaos in fucking downtown london ravages through a bullshit shopping mall um, but yeah, it's fucking A team and B team. We have fucking Connor and C team because A team yeah. is like Lester them chasing the crocodile. B team is I um, guess Connor and Sarah, Sarah staying at the museum, studying the anomaly and doing weird fucking things to it. Yeah, and then C is Lester and Christine and the ar- artifact season setup. It's so many things. It's th- it's three things too many. This episode should not have a plot. Primeval shouldn't have does. a plot. And that's my complaint. Um, but yeah, they, Connor and Sarah figure out, oh, well, the Egyptians had access to a whole bunch of magnetite and built this cage because I guess they figured out that magnets can move anomalies. So they built this cage around it so that they could move the anomaly wherever they wanted, which really brings up a question, I guess, then, Whenever they've been jumping through anomalies, are they also like that? That intrinsically makes them time and space portals, right? Ignoring like Earth's position through time always changing, so any time travel has to be a time and space machine. But like, there's Presuming... no guarantee that the Forest of Dean portal goes back to that spot of the Forest of Dean a hundred million years ago, right? Yeah, and also presuming that the 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 fucking alligators were in egypt at some point through a portal they would have to either travel across the fucking ocean to get to england or there's another portal like where they are that leads to england as well like well i think it's there's one portal in the crocodile's home time whatever their home era is and then it happened to open up in egypt and then the egyptians built the cage and so, oh, and they move it, the portal. It's just a recurring portal, like the Forest that's of Dean one in the cage. Yeah. Okay. And that's the portal that. So okay, so the locations are locked in, but you can move the portals. Yeah. And then if you don't lock in the portals, do you think the portals reappear? Because we haven't ever seen an anomaly reopen so far in the show to like the same location. The Forest of Dean one. Was that multiple times that it opened and closed? I think, or was that one always just open? I think it was just open the entire episode. Oh, um, I'm trying to think, but I, I honestly can't remember. Yeah. Oh, no, because even in the pterodactyl one, I think that was the same portal. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it does raise some interesting questions, though. So I would assume that if you haven't trapped a portal in a magnet cage, I think they just are free flowing around space time would make sense to me but then that brings up the question why aren't all these portals just opening up in generators <laughs> yeah it, there should be a yeah. huge anomaly at the bottom of niagara falls there's there's certainly some potential uh issues with i guess they're i guess they're limiting it to magnetite for some reason it has to be but they said magnetite form, because it was the most magnetic metal on earth most, most naturally occurring magnetic rock 
But then why does it have to be naturally occurring if that's if the well, magnet is what works? I think it's, it's to explain how the Egyptians would have it. Yes, yeah. but then that would. Um, but then that doesn't make any sense because we could make more magnetic things like oh, electromagnets. Yeah. <laughs> like super colliders so, so, should be locking anomalies in place if there's any near them, right? Well, so I'm assuming maybe like we're we're gonna get the explanation like an episode or two, and I Are assume we? we're gonna hate it. But I'm assuming that part of the explanation is going to be like you need to while the portal is active, like lock it like magnetically at that period of time. Like you need to like put it around it then. Maybe or something but, insane. But hey, if they can figure out how to control the anomalies, they've officially discovered infinite energy. <laughs> like fully, you've officially discovered infinite energy. Get two anomaly portals, place one on top of the other one, so that oh, when you yeah. drop something in, <laughs> it drops portal. out, and then in the center, you just have a fucking magnetic generator so that you're gathering the energy of a big metal ball that you're just dropping through. Congratulations. Infinite energy. <laughs> but you would have to find a way to link those two anomalies together. No, because you could have it also set up in the fucking past, wherever they just, they just need to be, because you just get to a portal junction world, right? And they just Can need to be going through the same Can you drag a portal time. through a portal? Ooh, could you drag an anomaly through an anomaly? What happens if you make two anomalies touch? Question, I think, I Probably think you die. Probably not things. Um, anyhow, Connor and Sarah, another crocodile comes through, it gets shot, um, Connor almost gets eaten, but he doesn't. Aw, shucks. Um, they put up a whole bunch of boxes so that nothing gets through it, and oh, wouldn't you know it, they found the other crocodile, and it's gotta come back, so make sure it can get through to the anomaly. Because um, it's injured and wants to go back home and isn't just lashing out at anyone anywhere. And will get close enough to, like, sniff your face, but as long as you're bowing, it won't hurt you. It's fine. The Egyptologist <laughs> came up with this idea. It's fine. We're just going to, we ranted about it a little bit. We're just going to move on from this. Uh, Crocodile yes. goes back to the past. It's happy. Um, they take Sarah back to the Ark. She's now going to be a member. They question, like, hey, we should take the Sun Cage to study it. And also, I uh, Cutter wants Connor to set up a program to research <laughs> magnetite and electromagnetic stuff to see if you can lock anomalies. Um, and they go, yeah, where's the sun cage? And Lester goes, oh, not our problem. Cultural minister says it's moving on. At which point you should probably be like, no. No, this is, it's got an anomaly in it that can and might open up at any point. We should have this. We should have this suspended Ooh. over like a meat grinder. Upside down. So and that if any crocs. Croc burgers. Yeah, like, hi, you've, you've cheapened the entire leather the reptile leather industry for the next little bit oh my god the amount of leather you get off one of those now this is just turning into scp but that's fine um yeah and Ka cutter gets the wonderful that, idea that, that is that why this show couldn't exist as an american version because a corporation would just snatch it up and use it to like farm resources Oh, yeah. Instead of being like, oh, I'm building an army, they'd be like, hey, lizard meat for everyone. It's cheap and we can sell it as beef somehow. Ignore that you can't really do that, but yeah, it would be... Just with the implication that if it came through the anomaly and we kill it in our time, it's obviously not going to have an effect on our current timeline. Just like buy into the closed loop theory of time yeah. travel. Anything that comes through obviously I... wasn't important enough 
in the timeline to come to this current time so we can kill it. I have no free will, so every decision I make is the objectively correct decision for the timeline. Exactly. Otherwise, yeah. why do we exist? Right? <laughs> if I wasn't meant to kill this lizard, I wouldn't exist. Yeah, they uh, they oh, get man. the idea to start looking through mythology and like hydras could be dinosaurs. A Pegasus could worst, be a dinosaur. Fucking worst fucking trope. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. But like but you they, knew it was coming. They like, brought it up in the first episode and never brought it up again. And now fucking Cutter's having like an epiphany going like oh, they hired oh. an Egyptologist who did a paper, her thesis on mythological creatures. So they have to give her something to do. I fucking guess, but it's just nonsense. What were dragons then? What were the fuck were dragons? There what were creature is breathing fire? A future T-Rex. Remember, we have the entire future to pull bullshit If it's a from. fucking, f if all dragons were future T-Rexes, I'm gonna be fucking pissed, dude. T-Rexes came- <laughs> The future pterodactyls. Went extinct, like... came back into being, and then breathed fire. <laughs> it's the genetic modifications gone crazy. Dude, Mermaids are just those point, future, just gonna give us uh, seal ape things. Yeah. yeah, I'm so I'm so excited for them to give us just like obviously mythological creatures and just be like, don't worry, it's like <gasps> it, it's from the past somewhere. Guys, like, I very just, clearly a dragon. I had something. an epiphany. I figured What's out that, David? why there are so many of that one dude. He's the observers. <laughs> he is bald. <laughs> He's the observers. Oh no. No no no. <laughs> He's the observers. That's why they all look the same. They're not clones of the, like they're not timeline clones. They're just a race of future people. Oh man. Obviously. Uh, it would have been hilarious if he had at some point been an observer in Fringe, but I don't think he he was. No, I don't think this random no. D-list British actor was in Fringe. He did play Tom's dad in one episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Oh, um, what a what an episode! But yeah, we end the episode with them fully recruiting her. She oh, gets we also brought see to the Ark. We also see Helen. Yeah, but she gets brought to the Ark, and then she has a stupid ass line where she's like, "Oh, so you're a government?" I'm like, what else were they? What else do you think they were? Yeah, is this shocking to you somehow that we're the government? <laughs> Why do you think we have so many fucking guns? Like, come on. Um, and then we see Helen. She, oh, she was the one who sought the fucking future thing on oh, yeah, the government it, people. Oh, oh, surprise. The artifact is in the future. Oh, which doesn't make it an artifact from our perspective. Because it's it has yet to be created. Um, if it's treated as an artifact in the future, I would say it's still an artifact because you're still stealing something that's old, right? Like I know, but it's it's not old. It's no, in fact it... incredibly young from no, our, but it is from old. a linear perspective. From a linear perspective, you wouldn't say someone who's 19 in 2027 is younger, right? Like if they time traveled back, you'd be like, oh, you're actually seven, right? Yes, I would. You're a fucking moron <laughs> i'm gonna fight you i'm a pedant who will take any position that will help me win an argument i'm gonna fight you perfect just what we wanted Ooh, look at me i'm charlie i'm pedantic yes i know <laughs> oh. 
Um, does that bring us to the end of this episode? Man, we oh, speed Helen, ran this episode. Yeah, Helen's doing yes. some shady shit with her cleaners in like, oh, this will do nicely, and it's just a shitty warehouse. Like she couldn't actually buy a nice building, but whatever. Helen's doing some shady shit. Whatever. That that tracks though. We'll, we'll learn more about that, I'm sure. Shady shit. When have we ever so seen Helen not doing something shady? Also, she uh, watches she watches the future predators like tear apart this group of British soldiers. And then while the future predators are right there, goes out and takes the artifact. I'm like, they this goes against everything we see for the future predators. Yeah, they have food now, but like they would hear her and try to kill her. Surely. I mean, this and one doesn't never... even have a fucking like brain thing in it. It's not being controlled. Yeah. Cause well, that's the big reveal. Is there an oh, they're in the future, and it's a it's a ruined city, and look, it's now like a cliff top. But who knows? Maybe we'll get an explanation for anything or we that's won't. Going on. What do we think the artifact is? What's uh, the season finale <laughs> gimmick gonna be? It's a machine that'll let them combine the timelines. I mean, it's a time machine. <laughs> no, it's it's. It's gonna be it's gonna be a portal opener, and it's oh, biolink to control the anomalies. It's biolink it, to Connor for some reason. Connor makes oh, the yeah, artifact at some point. That's Boom! A good one. Nailed it. Yeah, that's probably gonna be it. This out of all, this is such a weird like. <laughs> this show's so weird. Yes. Are we tainted? Because all I can see is fringe comparisons. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are a little bit tainted because of fringe. We are also just maybe viewing sci-fi tropes. That's that's very understandable as well. <sighs> All right, uh, Nick, what's your rating? Um, it's like fine. Um, I, I liked the like. I, I'm I'm excited at least that they're trying to explore some more stuff. I'm concerned about the way that they're exploring it, but that that'll be decided in later episodes. I'll give this episode a three. All right, David. Um, I'm going to give this episode a three as well. Um, however, if they don't bring back the fucking magnet cages or the electricity to seal fucking anomalies at all, this is a zero. Which I it's so easy. They they gotta. It's they gotta, so like, easy. They got they like, gotta. There's, there's no way. That's why. Like I'm... if they don't, this episode is a zero. Like there's no point for this episode. <laughs> like Okay, three asterisk if anomaly magnet stuff doesn't come back zero okay uh yeah it, it was fine it was a three the honestly i think they got a slightly larger budget that crocodile didn't look bad it looked it looked better like the effects yeah. were were fine which i think is a monument for this show because sometimes the effects look really bad <laughs> and it's something we haven't really talked about a whole lot but it's whatever uh this episode got a 7.5 on imdb so middling right about where we are and was viewed by 5.89 million people which is about half a uh yeah half a million wait, down from last wait, season's average wait just sorry i'm reading through my summary um did you guys either realize where they sent the sun cage to yeah oh yeah, yeah pyongyang. pyongyang north korea pyongyang. <laughs> to, to north korea wait why <laughs> 
I've, I'm assuming they went, don't worry, this will deal with, uh, I don't know why if it was it, Kim Jong-un or Kim Jong-il at the time, but one of them. Why is it going from the British Museum to fucking North Korea? That doesn't make any sense. Maybe, yes. maybe it's actually a British terrorist action and they're like, yes. These, these giant magical crocodiles will surely fuck up Wait. the North Koreans' nuclear program. Wait, no, 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 no. Called shot, called shot. Helen's working with the North Koreans. Oh okay. my god! Hold on, I'm gonna add this to the list. <laughs> like, I didn't realize it was being sent to fucking North Korea. That makes no sense. It's gotta be that, right? Like, Helen's oh gotta god. be working with the North Koreans. <laughs> Which if is such an insane North Korea thing. As a main opposing force in this show, I'm gonna lose my shit, dude. Ellen is working with the North Koreans. Uh, who wants the? Um, okay, David is saying artifact is a time, time machine. machine. Nick uh, is saying portal opener, which also makes sense, which is kind of like a time yeah. machine, but <laughs> uh, artifact opens portals. I'm not gonna claim what it is, but I'm saying Connor makes. Creates the artifact this season. Do we see future versions of the cast this season? Oh, uh, no. no what the fuck? That's a desperation move. All right, that's so a season season that's next season. That's a season four. <laughs> that's issue. a season four thing. Do we think we lose any other members of the cast? Other than the the ones we already cl- claimed? Yeah. Uh, no. I think I think one death is enough. Out of any of the newbies, I don't think military dude sticks around. Ooh, okay. Um, what is his name? I don't even know. I Dead just think Mead? he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Becker. Oh, that's not even a good name. Captain Capitan Becker will die before season before season finale. During doesn't matter. I'll just say before um, season four. Yeah. Nick, you got anyone uh, else dying? No, I I don't think I don't think they're killing anyone anyone here. I feel like that's a next once again desperation move next season. Yeah, I don't think people will die. I just think we're gonna have a lot of people not come back for season four as a way to uh, uh, trim the cast when they lose budget. <laughs> Dude, I didn't realize that this episode was called Night Night of the Museum in Germany. <laughs> Night of the Museum. What a, what a... And it's the way sun better cage than crocodile fears in French. Yeah, crocodile fears is is a very David title, and I don't like it when shows it genuinely do that. <laughs> you don't like it that well, I found an anomaly, now. traveled back in time, and wrote the episode titles for all, <laughs> all of this. Not the episodes themselves, just the titles. Yeah, just the titles. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's everything then. We managed to eke ten more minutes out. <laughs> Yeah, we did it. Still going to be a very short episode. <laughs> That's OK. We can have those occasionally. It's I holidays. Mean, We're taking it ooh. easy. I, I guess. Exactly. All right. Uh, I guess that brings us to the end. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral. Please, if you like what we do, feel free to give us a like or a review or a five star rating of your on your podcasting service of choice. Um, you can also reach out to us on Twitter or uh, email at forsaf, that's F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F, at gmail.com, or just that at Twitter. Um, as always, thank you so much. I hope you all had a great holidays. 
Uh, we're going to be trying to get no, back. Just into specifically the Christmas. I don't want to put the Christ back in Christmas, David. All right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. I hope you all had a soulful Christmas <laughs> and uh, meditated on. No, meditating is not Christian. Um, prayed. Pray. You prayed on yes. Christ. <laughs> prayed on Christ. You, you, uh, go do go do your Hail Marys. That's a that's a thing, right? You like Aaron Rodgers and do your Hail Marys. <laughs> Excuse me. Is that a real? When you Anyways. do. Yeah, when you confess, part of your repentance is you have to say, like, three Our Fathers and seven Hail Marys. That's incredibly stupid. I mean, um... (laughs) I mean, I respect all religions the same, and that is with none. But um, if you have anything you want to tell us, feel free to reach out. Otherwise, we will see you next time. Outro. Our intro and outro music is Dream One by Magenta Six. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.